Hello and welcome to the No Sub Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. Boys, it's chaos down in NXT. And uh, Cody Rhodes has something in mind for himself, and it's just a big eye roll. Oh, it's full on panic in Stanford, Connecticut. Panic, panic, panic. Uh, threat level, midnight. So let's get into it. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Not long until Paul Ivec is all elite. Soon. <laughs> the ch- ch- chosen one, Mike Bubble. What's happening, Marks? You old slap nuts? Sadly, we have to start the show off with some sad news that beautiful Bobby Eaton passed away last, I want to say Friday? Uh, it was uh, Thursday. Last one. Thursday, Thursday night. Last, Thursday morning. Thursday, yeah. Last Thursday. Uh, man, when I woke up, I think Joe texted I text, early in the morning. I, I was texted like, at 8. Oh, that's going to hit Corey I, hard. I, I texted at 8 a.m. the news, and I was up at 6, and I had it set in my in the group text, like I typed it out, and I'm like, I'm gonna wait till like eight because this <laughs> one's gonna sting. It did. I was working when I saw the text. I was like, "Fuck!" So you didn't see the news first? No, Joe broke it because I usually it's the way it goes with work. I wake up at five thirty, mm-hmm. get down there, turn on my. By the time I get my computer turned on, all that shit, it's time to clock in, and I just either turn on whatever TV I missed last night, whether it's a dark or whatever. Or a podcast. It's usually not until first break or so that I even look at anything. So I, I read it and I was like, son of a bitch. I wasn't completely surprised, though. Yeah. He had had some health issues for years. I remember a year and a half ago he went missing. Just kind of wandered what? off on his own. Jesus. I didn't know that. It. I mean, it was so bad that The Rock was tweeting out. Fuck. Like... If anybody sees Bobby, man, please help like, him get uh, home. Like Ricardo Rodriguez vibes. Yeah, not like bad like that. Just like he was off his meds and he just got disoriented and just wandered off and got lost. Jesus. Like, um, and as soon as his wife passed away last month, I was like, yeah, there may not be much love for Bobby. And uh, sure enough, 40 days after he passes away. Um, still a bummer. My all-time favorite tag team is the Midnight Express. Mm-hmm. Um, I started watching the NWA in 1988. So the first one I was familiar with was the Bobby Eaton Stan Lane version, which is the more polished, um, professional looking, like they do the high spots and all that. Um, I love both versions. That's still my favorite because that's what I first saw. But the Bobby Eaton Dennis Condry version from earlier in the decade is the grittier, more heel, like, get insane heat. Uh, and to be honest, like, Cornette says, they've asked her, what's your favorite Express? He's like, I can't pick. Yeah. Um, he says, I, I like the, the, the Eaton Lane one because they were a more polished team. It was really fun to watch. But he said, Eaton and Condry, though, made more money. So I like that one a bit. Yeah. Um, and like he, a, how about the new Midnight Express? No, fuck that. <laughs> new, new? And uh, he was my favorite member of the, of the team, too. So, uh, to me, it was all about Beautiful Bobby. One, his punch was fantastic. Yeah. But he was such a good worker. Uh, Stan Lane, as much as I like Sweet Stan, yeah. he ain't the best worker. Yeah. Is this, a, is this a, a Sean Marty situation? Yeah, although I... Well, Marty's a good worker. I, that's I was that's not say, fair to Marty. Uh, he's not, lacked in charisma. 
yeah, I'd say Marty's a better worker than Stan slightly. Not a lot by a lot, but slightly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Sean and they Bobby. Ever matches? They never did. The what ultimate a, dream. What a miss. The ultimate Holy dream fuck, match. Dude. They were never in the same place at the same oh. time. We never saw the Midnight Express. We saw the original Midnight Express against the Rockers in the AWA. That would be Dennis Condry and Randy Rose, managed by Paul E. Dangerously. Mm-hmm. But we never saw the actual Midnight damn. Express. Um, and I thought about that the other day. I thought, damn. That would be crazy. One of the biggest, like, no one else would think this, like, in terms of marquee. It's not marquee. But one of my all-time favorite dream matches, if you would, is the Shawn Michaels against Beautiful Bobby. Like, yep. the things those two could have done together is ridiculous. Like, Rockers versus Midnight Express feels like a better match than Rockers versus the Heart Foundation. It would have been. would have tore it apart. That's a crazy good match. Yeah. Like, those matches are great. But. Like, that, those two teams were, uh, like, remind me of, like, I would say current day, just because, like, it would be, like, Omega and Hangman and the Bucks. Just the energy, just the fast pace, fluent, smoothness. That's what it would have been. Yeah. And... To be honest, that's why I think um, Shawn Michaels was one of my like all-time favorite workers. Mm-hmm. Is I loved the Rockers tag team, but Shawn Michaels, especially whenever he was in the ring by himself, he to me he had the best of both teams from the NWA because I grew up at Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express. He could sell like Ricky Morton, but he could work like Bobby Eaton. Yeah, all in one body. So I was like, holy fuck. I mean, Shawn Michaels, damn. And so, yeah, Bobby, I liked his uh, solo run afterwards when when Jim Cornette and Stan Lane had enough and left. And they talked him into staying because he had the family. They didn't have families. No. And he had a family. So like, stay, get the money. When your contract's up, we'll talk. But So he ended up staying. He got a TV title win over Arn Anderson, but immediately lost it to Austin. He got to be in the Dangerous Alliance. Mm-hmm. Awesome tag team championship team with Arn Anderson, who those two were like really good friends in real life. The awesome to me anyway, Blue Bloods team of Regal and Eaton. I just watched the montage of uh, Regal trying to have him be, uh, be fitted for his outfit, and like Regal's ro- reading the newspaper, the <laughs> the smug look, like what is this? I'll never forget my favorite. Like Regal needs a tag team partner because Paul Levesque done left to WWF, and. Finally, he, he asked him, he's like, put me with Bobby. And he credits, uh, just in a thing he posted the other day, he credits Bobby for helping him become a, an even better tag team worker and understanding more about the business. But the storyline on TV was that Bobby asked him to be the partner, and he was disgusted by this yeah. this hillbilly southerner who wanted to be his tag team partner and ended up in a match, and Bobby just beats the shit out of him. And the Regal, like bells out and goes to Mean Gene at the interview. He's like, I got this wonderful idea. How about we be a tag team? It'll be great. Uh, it was hilarious. As I told Corey off pod, I have seen Bobby Eaton wrestle live. I'm jealous of that. I don't remember the opponents, but it was him and Steve Austin in the tag match at a taping aw- that's of awesome. WCW Saturday Night at the Georgia Mountain Center. That's awesome. Is it any wonder? That Same Steve- show where uh, I got a bunch of confetti from Johnny B. Bad. So, oh, yeah. You know, there's that. Is it any wonder Steve Austin became one of the all-time great workers? Right. Jesus Christ. In 92, Interesting. he's learning under Rick Rude, Bobby Eaton, and Arn Anderson. And Heyman, in and a way. And Heyman, who knows what he's doing. I mean, Jesus. Don't forget Medusa. No, I'm kidding. 
whatever, and Larry <laughs> Z. But, I forgot yeah. And then, you know, I forgot her and Larry Z. But just to learn under those three at the yeah. same time, travel up and down the roads. That's and, crazy. That's fucking insane. He started in the uh, Van Eric proper like, uh, territory, right? Yep. Yep. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. His first um, match on television? <laughs> yep. Fuck, man. I remember, uh, like I said earlier, off can- off off pod, Bobby Eaton and Coco Ware were one of my favorite tag teams to watch. They didn't, in Memphis, they didn't stay together too long. They also had a fantastic feud against each other. When Coco went by the name of Sweet Brown Sugar, not quite sure why he that's, decided to do that. That's, you know, <laughs> terrible. It's a terrible name. I uh, retweeted some clips of Bobby Eaton working from the WCW Deep Cut Twitter, mm-hmm. including taking a back body drop on the concrete floor in 99. Yep. Um, Savage requesting to work with him in 98 on Worldwide and giving him a lot before he... and he had, he, like, Was that the match they showed that I saw clips of? Was it that match? Yeah. He had to cheat to win to beat Bobby because... Well, the two of them worked together. They were young guys mm-hmm. in the Nick Goulas Nashville territory in the late 70s. And they, you know, back then, some territories, like the Goulas territory, I mean, if you had 10 guys on your roster... That was, that was full. Yeah. So they would have long matches, mm-hmm. and those two would work hour-long broadways. Tony Khan, wet dream. Right? They would do hour-long broadways, and they taught each other a lot of shit. Savage got the top rope elbow drop from Eaton. Uh, he also got the... Um, he wouldn't do it too much in WCW, but Savage would grab you by the hair, run across the ring, jump over the rope, and, and like choke you on the rope. I love Cornette telling that story about those two moves. Right. So he said that uh, Savage's elbow was stiffer than Eaton's, but Eaton's was better. <laughs> he didn't get as high. And then Savage said, uh, Jim, I can't do the shit like, like Bobby does, that, that neck thing. I can't do it like he does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one of the holy grails for like, a lot of hardcore fans is wishing, uh, beyond wishing, that some way, somehow, somebody snuck a camera into those coliseums. Um would would die to see just five minutes of those Eaton Savage matches from like 78. I mean, Jesus Christ. But no, the guy was a uh, consummate worker, great guy. Apparently nobody hated him ever. No. Which is crazy in this I, business. I liked the story Cornette said. The <laughs> build on the story. Uh, but yeah, well, you picked the right one. Uh, but no, the story about how just by chance he became the guy that had everything on him. Uh, whether it be towels, fucking salt and pepper, like he just had a bag full of random shit. And I love that he said the Steiners used to go up and ask for the weirdest things just to see if he fucking had it. He had like, it most of the time. Yeah. Well, goddamn, Jimmy, people might need a towel. <laughs> Corey, yeah. What are some of the best Bobby Eaton matches that people should go out and listen, watch. We watched one the other day. Yes, uh, the Rock and Roll <laughs> Express and Midnight Express from anything. Mid-South was great. But we watched Wrestle War 90. Great fucking tag. One of the standard bearers for how to work a tag team match properly. Um, Especially the <laughs> God Cornette and Nick Patrick were so good. Um, but also, I implore anybody to go to YouTube and just check out Bobby Eaton. Uh, there's You'll be there a while. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot to go through. Anything Memphis is worth a look because he was really good there. Anything in Mid-South with the Midnight Express and anything with against the Rock and Rolls or Fantastics. 
the Men Not Express against the Fantastics are some of the best fucking matches I've ever seen, period. Uh, they're the reason I'm a tag team aficionado. Um, and then in singles, he was okay. He was good in singles, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Ric Flair had two really good matches on TV in late 89, early 90 that were fantastic. And then he had a really good match with... That's uh, Flair giving too much again. <laughs> That's true. Uh, he he had really good matches with Eaton or no with but with Pillman, with um, Arn. They switched the TV title back and forth. Um, just a really good worker, man. Just smooth as silk. Just the ultimate pro. Um, sucks that he died, but Crazy. and it was heartbreaking to hear Cornette that way. No, I was going to ask uh, how did Cornettes go? Uh, rough. It was rough, man. Real rough beginning. It was real rough. Uh, Those two had known each other since like 80, 81, but they'd been together professionally since 83. Um, I'd say, I mean, he was close to Lane and Condry as well, but Eden's the closest friend in the the biz. Mm -hmm. So that one hurts. It's those gut punches that you, like, when you listen to a show... Like, example, the Eddie show with There's Something to Wrestle With. Yeah. When you're watching that and listening to that, and then, like, when he brings up the death, and then he just breaks down. Mm. Maybe or it's... Piper or Mean Gene when he brings that up, like, in the very beginning of his Mormon shows. Maybe it's because I wasn't expecting it. But this death hit me about as hard. There's three of them. Eddie, Dusty, mm-hmm. and this one. And maybe just because this one came out of nowhere. Is why, but 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 then I thought about. It. I'm like, no, no, he's he's my f- he's the favorite part of my favorite team, and the reason I became a tag team fanatic. So that makes sense. Yeah. And I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the awesome time where the Blue Bloods were were visiting L.A. and uh, visited the house where Nicole Simpson lived on the walk they were doing, and while Regal's pompously talking on and on about OJ Eaton just looks at the shrubs and pulls out a bloody knife he's like oh, oh throws it back in Jesus dude <laughs> my god it's so fucking awesome my god <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace Bobby yeah and real quickly I'd also be remiss if I didn't mention there were two other deaths too I was gonna say yeah but there's a couple others uh, the assassin Nick Patrick's dad Longtime famous classic wrestler, passed away at the age of 80, and longtime Memphis wrestling personality, uh, booker, uh, owner, Burt Prentice so passed away as well. Back to back with Eden, right? Yeah. Back to back. Those days. were like bam, bam. So yeah. they, they come in threes, but there's three, so let's hope it uh, settles down for it a little settles while. Settles down, right? Unless Enzo wants to take it. Well, that's fine. That's Long fine. walk off a short beer. I'd be fine with that. Uh, let's let's move on. So, Rampage is starting up for AEW this week. Yes, we're in uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. So we get Velve, uh, Red Velvet versus. You almost said Velveteen Dream. I almost did. <laughs> uh, Red Velvet versus uh, Britt Baker for the title. Real quickly, because I'll forget about this. Yep. You said Velveteen Dream. I don't know if this means anything, but. Late Friday night, after they cut all of those people, they washed them all off the NXT roster page online as fast as possible. Velveteen Dream is still there. 
Well, um, like a month ago, he got signed on to an indie show, and then yeah. like within like an hour, they're like, "Nah, he's no longer booked." Yep. Like I don't mind cancel culture for fucks like that. Yeah. That's fine. Joey Ryan can go fuck himself. Velveteen Dream too. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. If you, you do fuck something, they go fuck each other. I don't care. If you do something re- reprehensible and deplorable, yeah. pay the price. Yes. It's fine. Um. Also, by the way, go fuck yourself, WWE. Yes. Why now? Uh, <laughs> uh, go, Bobby Eaton. They did like the best oh of. Oh my god! Frick, one day. Damn. You fucking assholes. Because we were going to watch it while we were filming the other podcast, the pay-per-view war yeah, and the Monday Night War Because yeah, I actually watched the first two matches at my house before I came over. So Corey's like, go Assholes. over, go, go, <laughs> over and watch, go to and watch it. I'm like, okay, where is it? Where is it? Hey, where is worry, it? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. That little guy. Was there a graphic on Raw? I don't watch Raw, so I don't know. No. I, fuck you, WWE. There was not. They did was there one on SmackDown? No. No. There was one on Twitter. Well, that was, was he it. Just never there. Is that why? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking prick. Never was a WWE guy. Ugh. Even though, uh, well, half of your roster was huge fans of this. But. Yeah. Right. So Rampage starts this week. Uh, let's go back to last week's uh, Dynamite. Let's bring up a big moment. We got Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes that went about four minutes, and it was a squash match for one Malachi Black. And then a promo that went longer than the match itself by one Cody Rhodes. As Shocking. Instead of giving Black the, oh, my God, he beat you moment, Rhodes is like, you know what? I think I might retire. Let me do it justice. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Tonight, uh, oh, there it is. I've decided uh, I might have to retire. Uh, and it just it makes me. I got a $2 slot for a wife. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> First, uh, uh, first, uh, I've got a mixed, mixed race. race baby. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, um, they he starts taking off his boot, and you know, JR, when someone takes off their boot, that means they're going to retire. When Cody inevitably leaves this company, which he will soon, um, JR might as well go with him. He is the only reason JR cares about that fucking place. Mm-hmm. He is so out of it for the most of the rest of the shit. But Cody's crap, he's in, it's like Austin 98. He's clinging on to the piece that reminds him of the shit he used to like. Who brought him. JR into the business, into DW? Okay, with Cody Rhodes. There is. Uh, but yeah, Cody Rhodes. Uh, Tony Khan's fucking money. Yeah, I say Tony Khan's paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> but Cody Rhodes is talking about in his promo about how people may or may not be, be getting tired of seeing his face weekly uh, everywhere. Art. Can't confirm. Um, you know, not on AEW, but like the big show, TBS show. Uh, there's new faces coming in, so maybe some of the old start thinking about hey, leaving. Hey, he's not bitter. That's a hell of a <laughs> that's a hell of a promo if your company's been around longer than two years. Some of the old yeah. guard, yeah, like, uh, the old guard should be leaving soon. <laughs> so the old guard MJF, who's like 26. <laughs> yeah. So your so your EVPs and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he is uh, teasing retiring until Malachi Black comes and steals his boot like <laughs> uh, like uh, Dr. Evil does and uh, uh, Spy Shag Me too. I got your hat! I got your the hat! The part I don't get is, yeah, people might be tired of seeing me. You've barely been on TV this year. And, yeah, I'm still... I'm fine. I'm That's not I'm sitting there. I missed You him. were gone for half the year of 2020 <laughs> to film the TV show and help come back with black hair, lose your the TNT title... 
when he got too meta. Yeah. Came back with the black hair, then he complained nobody got the reference. It was some comic book thing. Comes back with the dark hair, and he's unbeatable, and then he goes back to the blonde after he wins the match. And we're like, So let's let's break down the old guard of Cody Rhodes here. He can't fight for the AEW title. Yep. Um, He he, uh, fought MJF. He... What else? He lost the TNT ta- he first ever TNT winner. Hold on. He did do one thing really good and coming up next. Mm-hmm. And that's the open challenges for the TNT title. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was good. Yep. That was good. Uh but but however he did the uh well the belt is unfinished, but I'm gonna keep it this way because that's the way I like it. Stick. He put over Brody Lee strong. He did. But then squashed him when he came back from the show. Yeah. But then again, they may have known by then. Maybe. Because that's the last match he had. So you have that. Uh, Cody does a stick with uh, MJF for a while. Um, you know, the 10 lashings. That was hot. That was that good was stuff. That was good. Yeah. Um, but let's be honest. It's because Tony Khan is signing a bunch of new toys. Who are significantly over more than Cody and better than Cody. So, and Cody is not stupid. He sees the writing on the wall. I mean, he's in a power, a position of power, so he's going to put himself over because uh, he's Triple H. But, um, but you bring in a punk and Brian, man, you don't matter as much. And that's just what the fuck it is. And, like, me, w- me, the producer. You don't and- see a fucking Hangman and Page putting up his fucking boots. Shoot a fake retirement angle. No, he's, he's getting fucked. He's getting fucked way more than Cody. Yes, again for the third way time. Way more than Cody for the third time. He should be. I mean, he actually might be fucking pissed in the back, but he doesn't do this shit on TV. But he's creating wonderful content on being the elite and all that mm-hmm. Easter mm-hmm. eggs with Brody Lee and shit. Mm-hmm. Adam Page. He might be like. I thought about this like really hard. If you think about the storyline they're telling, or at least attempting to tell, or at least put on hold because big names came if you just look at the storyline and the character and what he's done might be the best baby face in wrestling you buy that he's so fucking over with that crowd oh my god and he's an actual baby face yeah instead of you know trying to be Austin 316 uh, also uh, for Cody uh, the live performance of his theme song um, the uh, announcement of the gender reveal of his child all of the pyro. The special entrance only he gets. Special entrance. The remix edition. The Captain America. To the song about pissing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Captain America get up. Um, the QT Marshall strap match that QT Marshall is the jobber in. The. Trying to get over a go go? Trying to get over, yeah. Uh, America versus the really UK. Tried. Yeah, he tried to turn it into this big revolutionary war like we're back on with the Brits um he's also getting a new TV show uh, his own reality Ms. and Mrs. for TBS now so he's doing all Who's of this I want to watch those two pompous asses around their house uh not the AEW crowd at least Miz. that is not that crowd dude I'm not the Miz they're trying to get away from that I'm not the Miz's biggest fan but at least the Miz has charisma and He's like kind of funny outside of he wrestling. He is, and that's their audience. Their audience loves that total diva shit. That is not the fan base they cater to. 
Plus, I gotta be honest. After seeing some highlights on YouTube, I can, I can watch uh, Married with Two Kids, Maurice all day. I'll just watch Maurice read the dictionary. Right. To be honest, I don't know something about Milf Maurice. It's hidden. I mean, there is nothing bad ever about Maurice. No, it's no, not what no, she does. Um, yeah, I don't understand this move. Like, this is not your audience. These two are like so, at all. But these two are so stuck up and so like. That's. I cannot imagine I mean, how this show's gonna go. Like, I will take so many victory laps. The second he smashed that throne, you guys were in the room and I shit all over it. Yep. I was like, "You are what the fuck are you talking about? You, you're canceling the throne. Who, you are Triple H. Who you knew dick. it was a homage to Triple H instead? I have been out on Cody since that fucking moment, dude, and it's just proven right over and over and over again. First yeah. year, he did everything right in terms of booking. That's why I was still in. Matt, he couldn't deliver in the ring like the other EVPs can. But he never could. And that no, was never going to be what he brought to the table. But he brought good, solid storylines that made sense and connected. Mm-hmm. And that part I loved. He hasn't done that lately either. Though. It's, just it, it's Come for back, co- squash your guy. For, for, Cody, for Cody, it's squash the guy, get the newcomer. You know what he is? Yep. Oh, he's a... He's a Triple H, he's a Cena, he's a Hogan, he's all that shit. And he's, he's all the bad parts of those guys into one create a character on fucking WWE 2K. Mm-hmm. Yep. With but the then, worst tattoo in the history of wrestling. And then... And, uh, and that's... That, uh, yes, I that, know the Harris boys have Nazi tattoos. That covers yeah. a lot I'm of I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> As a, at, me, Mr. Booble, and the producer were watching this going, what Mr. Booble is my father. But fuck him, so you're right. I'm okay. Mr. Booble. Yeah. We were watching that. Uh, we watched Dynamite together, and we are just like, what the fuck is this? What is happening? And then Malachi Black attacks him with a, a mini crutch, and it's just like, what is happening? And then Booble sent him uh, in the group text, Corey, what do you think of the thing? And you said, uh, you couldn't roll your eyes back as far as you... <laughs> I couldn't roll my eyes back enough. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. So where does this lead? You know what it reminds me of? Reminds me of SummerSlam 2012. Brock Lesnar versus Triple H. They had That's the main event. Nobody cared about it because Triple H was a part-timer and Brock Lesnar was just back. And they do the match and he puts him in the Kimura and here supposedly already broke Triple H's arm but Triple H wouldn't quit and wouldn't quit and finally had to quit. Brock leaves the ring and then they try to end the show with Triple H slowly getting up expecting to get this standing ovation but it didn't come you know what they try to do that's what this reminds me of you know what it reminds me of too that worked but they were trying to do it a different way mark henry's no this is terrible so where's this going to like they were they were once the boy from piping in uh thank you cody chance where this is going i fear i know where this is going because i've seen it before this is just brody lee all over again Big, impressive name that could get over comes in. He allows him to squash him. But yep. he's going to come back and squash him back and kill his heat. Yep. That's exactly what's going to happen. This was all... This was booked completely by Malachi Block. Do you see his quote? He came up to Cody and Tony during the week and or during the day and laid out this complete thing to them. And they both were like, yeah, that worked. that's awesome. Let's do that. So this is all his idea. I'm sure Cody went with it because he knows the end result. He's going to come back, rip the shirt off, cup his ear, and drop the big leg, brother. <laughs> it's, it's th- Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, I was going to say, it, I have good old JR, who's watching weekly now, 
And he's just like, of course Cody has to have his moment instead of giving the new hire that you want to push the moment of, hey, you just beat and Cody Rhodes, the Hogan of AEW, but brother, I gotta have my moment. You know what the power lies, dude. dude. And and we haven't talked about this part yet. I don't know how you guys feel about this because I wasn't here watching with you. But when I watched the match... Nine inches? All nine? Almost. Okay. Um, between the entrance, the look, the domination in the match, Malachi Black looks like he could be a huge star there. He could until he like rematch money. two. I don't, I don't see it. Uh, for, uh, honestly, for no other reason than he went with Malachi Black as a name. He's still, like, tethering himself to that WWE gimmick. Um... I agree. He should have just been. Tommy I, he in. should have yeah. been Tommy in. But like, so you saying that he booked this uh, reminded me that a lot of the guys say that when they leave, like one of the big reasons Moxley has said this, that one of the reasons they left is they wanted like some creative control over their career. They wanted to have input. They wanted to have their ideas heard. That's the word input, not control. Input. But if Alkai Bly booked this, maybe there's a reason some guys didn't have input on their career because this is fucking stupid. This is terrible. I thought it worked great to get over first night, which is what you're trying to do. You're trying to build stars. You don't bring them over to go 50-50 and have Cody win or, like, you want to emphatically start. We all know where it's going to end. Yeah. But if you want to make that match even somewhat good, you got to get these guys over. you gotta got to go for things like this. So, uh, I mean, I'll just ask it. Uh, when does Cody leave AEW? When's that contract up? That's a good question, because I don't know about the EVPs. I would assume they're... Because I'm sure he has stake in the company, <laughs> he, I would be my guess. Does, yeah. If not stake, benefits. He's but, like... A, he's office. So... You know, like... It he is, is... His mentor just lost any bit of power he may have fucking had in the other place. Yeah. So... It would be like Vince to bring him in and give him Triple H's old job. Oh, yeah, it'd be Vince uh-huh. to bring him in and give him the world title because I'll show you, W. Yeah, because they coming in. It, it just blows my mind of just, like we said on last week's show, the other EVPs don't flaunt it. They know who they, they don't flaunt it. The Bucks may. The Bucks flaunt it. They do. Uh, they do behind the scenes. <laughs> but, yeah. They flaunt it. But not on live TV. Yeah. The only I kind of respect what they did on live TV. Gotta be honest. Out of their smarky stuff. Yo, if EVPs extreme violent people shirt. Yeah, yeah, we get that. But like we said last week, Cody with the EVP sign where he's sitting at in the gorilla position. It's like, did you see the Young Bucks Twitter header last week? That's no. Right. They immediately changed it to uh, not midgets and under thirty. So let's God talk. Let's move on. Well, hold on. Hold on. Oh, okay. Hold on. Okay. Uh, to go back to the Malachi Black thing. This is what they should have done with Miro when he came in. Yeah. Yep. Not this yes. Mickey Mouse, best man bullshit. They should have been a fucking squash somebody important. Should have gone from there. What because they're doing now with Miro is what they should because have done, like, too. As badass as Malachi Black could be, um, Miro is. Like, we've mm-hmm. seen that play out. Yep. Like, he should have come in and just beat the fuck out of a shit ton of people. He should have been the Samoa Joe of this company and just ran... Through motherfuckers, he doesn't need to be the world fucking champion. That's not what I'm saying. But he could run through motherfuckers Although for a I while. I see that in him. I, if I mean, you book him like this strong, book him right. Yeah, but I could see it. You know, he runs through motherfuckers. That's what he does. No, it's the my hope. Bulgarian bulldozer. And I, this won't happen. I'm sure. But it's my hope 
that the old guys coming in, Punk Brian, never win the world title. That it's still the young guys who end up being world champs. That seems very unlikely. I know. I know. <laughs> it seems real it's, unlikely. It's Especially with the, the old dream. The old, old Phil Brooks. That yeah. seems real unlikely. Like Daniel Bryan, or sorry. He won't care. Brian Anderson, I need to get, Brian yeah. Anderson. He won't give a shit. He won't give a shit, and actually it would make sense if he doesn't. Punk I don't will. think you give Punk that check and not give him the strap once. It seems kind of like a foregone Plus he's going to, plus he's, he's fighting Omega starting. You he's going to want to stick it to Vince. Like, I'm the champ over here. So much. Speaking of Punk, I heard uh, some news on Punk. Okay. Uh, that maybe is optimistic. I'll believe it when I see it, but I, what I read was encouraging. Uh, he's he's back in training. Yep. And the guys he's training with have said that he's fucking hitting on all motors like he never left. In fact, one of them went so far as to say, I have a sneaking suspicion he never really quit training for wrestling. Uh, so I, uh, I have had that philosophy. Because yeah. he said he's working like he never left. I mean, he's, he's dead on. He... If you listen to some of his old interviews, as much as he shit on the business, he was mostly shitting on WWE. Mm-hmm. Whenever he had a shot, he put over his friends who were doing indie wrestling. Yep. When he was still talking to Cabana, that's going to be awkward to week. <laughs> right? um, he did that thing where he like cut his promo for him or whatever. You know, like, that's, he was, you know that's kind of been addressed before, uh, yeah. before Penn was put to paper. I suspect, I suspect they're going to be like, when he gets here, you guys are going to go in a room. Figure out what you guys need to do with deal with it, and then we're moving on because yeah. we're not dealing with if this. If you shit. guys don't want to talk to each other, don't. But Colt's not stupid. Like that's a paycheck, dog. He's yeah. not dumb. He'll shut the fuck up and deal with it. Yeah, like, like just walk, not along, walk past yeah. each other, head nod. Or it wasn't Colt I was worried about. Oh yeah. no, 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 no. no. Yeah. But like, he never shit on the wrestling business. Just he shit on WWE. Just WWE business. I a hundred percent believe he kept training. If for no other reason. You doing that cardio, it helps him with his fighting. Yep. That well, he still trains for, by the way. He's still into that, like, hardcore. If like those rumors are to be believed, he's going to be just fine. And Not like, to mention, he's had a long rest on the body. Even with the training for MMA, he only had the two matches. Sure, a lot of training camps. He had a lot of injuries, so it was weird. Yeah. That's why they took so long. But, but we're talking seven, almost eight years of no bumps. Of, really? And no traveling, yeah. more importantly. Uh-huh. No traveling. So, like when he traveled to train, he drove to Milwaukee, which is forty-five minutes away. So he could be really refreshed. He really could, and like his style is that he's not Kenny Omega in the buff. He's not doing that shit, so he doesn't need to be crazy yeah. athletic. Like That's he has bringing Danielson in. For he him. has yeah. a uh, he's like a better version of Cody. That style, that slow, methodical. He has he can do can almost better, everything can Cody can do. Promo. And <laughs> you know, and I'm mean, we'll we'll They're signing him for the mic. That's why. Yeah. That's why he's here. But um. Speaking of signing people, or maybe not signing people, maybe cutting people. Uh, last week was fun, guys. Vince McMahon's a piece of shit. Um, hundred nine? Should we read them all? Hundred nine? <laughs> don't worry. I think I think. Um, Holy fuck! Don't worry. I think dude. Heath Slater's put on that twice. Yeah. So you need hundred eight. So, hundred eight. <laughs> hundred eight people in the past what year? Year, year. from April twenty twenty to now. 108 people have been cut from NXT, WWE. How many people have been cut from AEW for no reason? Cut? Because there's been a for couple. No reason. So there's been a couple who've been like, "Yeah, you get the fuck out." But like, Jimmy Havoc was fired. Right. From Havoc. Being a, Havoc. Yeah. But like for just from like the, from the Nightmare Fact for Nightmare. She just left. Yeah. I'm not sure they've cut anybody. They haven't cut Jimmy anyone. Havoc Isn't that crazy? 
Yeah. Havoc and... Um, well, let's be honest. Tony Khan's a nice guy, which could bite him in this business. But let's... I mean, you know why he... Besides, it's good to have JR's name when you're a startup company. But he hired him so he wouldn't sit at home and worry about his... Yeah. His, being alone. Mm-hmm. He... He hired and re and just re upped Jake Roberts so he has something to do and doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Two years. Yeah. Same reason he's got Tolly and Art. All these. Uh, he brought in Dean Malenko as a producer, even though he's got. Uh, Parkinson? Yeah. Um, he What he's doing is he's doing the opposite of Vince. He's taking care. I, just want, I have no doubt Flair's coming in. Oh. What for? 1,000% he's going to do that. Know. Know. Andrade is already doing the I want Charlotte and Rick here. Of course he does. And, and it'll happen. And huh? it will. It will happen. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Flair's going to be there in no time at all. And uh, Charlotte will be there. You can just... I can feel it. But the point is, he's... He's he's doing the... Uh, he's taking, taking care, care of, of, the, of the of the people that meant something him, to the business. That make him money. Yeah. Um, Unlike old uh, Stanford over here, who is just... Bloodletting his roster for no. I mean, okay, I understand you do not need that many people on the oh, contract. God, no, no. And we I, talked about it. They needed yeah. to make cuts, and I understand making cuts. These are the weirdest cuts to make. I don't understand. I mean, he's like he just got a burr up his ass one day and decided, damn it, anybody over forty is fired from NXT, and anybody under six two. First of all, this is in response to being angry at Triple H for. Yep. Not killing that vanity project. You know that thing you set him up to fail, but yeah, sure, it's fine. It, but that that war was over a long time ago. You moved to Tuesdays over half a year ago. Mm-hmm. Why are you just now doing this? Like, what what caused it? What was the straw that broke the camel's back? And all of a sudden, just goes ugh. Because right now, uh, well. I think it's selling out the United Center in about 30 minutes. Because, well, now, we talked about last week, Adam Cole uh, not well, being pursued was basically right now. as good as gone. Like, as well, as essentially how we were looking at it. Because he, was, he was basically I, out the door. I don't know yet. There's new reports coming out from, like, a blue check from ringside news saying, like, right now he won't get a big push. But he's not about the, seven figures. It's not about the push, dog, at that point. If, I, if they're paying me a million a year, yeah. so I can lose to Chavo Guerrero. I'll give a yeah. fuck. I so, will wrestle on Mania so and lose to there, fucking there, gender all. There, there are rumors shit. for Adam Cole <laughs> that they're going to give him like a multi-year contract seven uh, uh, with one million a year. Yep. Yep. The number is one million for per year. Three years? Five years? Five years. Oh, you don't turn that down. I'm a little confused. Vince wants all the midgets gone. But then Adam Cole's like five seven if we're yeah, if yeah. we're being fair. Yeah. Um five eight with a But for some boot. reason and doesn't trust Triple H's judgment at all on talent anymore. But yet for some reason personally invites Adam Cole to SmackDown and tells I him mean, I need you on the running roster. <laughs> I've I've got the reason you know him. It's because he listens to this podcast. <laughs> and we said above all, you cannot allow Adam Cole to walk onto that show. It does not matter what That's you pay him. You cannot let him, of all the people, walk onto that show. You can't do it. The he thing will... As soon as I heard the number, he's signing. For sure. Why wouldn't you? 
Except for if you're one of those that's like, but I can be so much more. I could be that guy. But the thing is, like, he can, right? Yeah. But there's a really good chance Vince doesn't care that it cuts him in two years anyways. Exactly. And then you make as much, you make $2 million dollars over two years and then get cut and go there anyways? And he yeah. may not be all about the money anyway because he's still going to make a damn good salary at AEW. Yeah. His fiance makes a damn good salary at AEW. Oh, and she's also a, a fucking dentist. A dentist. Is she? And they make good money. D M D. They so, make good money. Yeah. So they're gonna. So the joke was that people were making since they released twelve people on Friday: Bronson Reed, Mer- oh my Mercedes God. Martinez, uh, Leon Ruff. Um, did you? Unconfirmed. Bobby Fish. Unconfirmed. But did you hear the reason Bronson Reed was let go? No. He's fat. Of yep. course. Of course. Of course he is. Vince didn't like the look because he's fat. Of course. Even Bronk. though a month ago we were talking about how Cross and him would be coming up to the main roster. After well, that's when, no, that's when Vince, that's when Vince saw him. That, yeah. that sealed his deal. Yeah. He'd probably still be employed if he had to. Uh, and Reed. But oh yeah, God. 13 people got released during Friday, Friday night uh, SmackDown. During SmackDown. During SmackDown. Did you hear, uh, have you heard Cornette's take about Odyssey Jones? Yeah. I don't know if he's wrong about it either. He's going to pull, he's going to bring him up. Well, and then like, Keith Lee is fucked because he's a 10-year-younger version of Keith yep. Lee. No. Keith Lee is... F- I mean, Keith Lee was already fucked, yeah. but, but Keith Lee is... He's very fucked now. Here, gone. Here, here are the names. Gone. Bronson Reed. Surprise. Terrible decision. B- Bobby Fish. So I mean, it I made saw sense. That it made sense. Yeah. Tyler Rust, who's part of Diamond Mind. And I actually think he was pretty good. Like, I mean, he, he was never going to be a huge star. You put him in a tag? You put him in a, a fucking stable. faction? Stable. Oh, that stable's done. Yeah. Strong's going to get released. Yeah. Frogger? Mm-hmm. Mercedes Martinez. They said more's coming, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, soon. There ain't oh, none yet. Sometime. Uh, Jake Atlas. I'm not surprised. My guess is after summer's. Alex Zane. Just signed. Just signed him. Uh, Leon Ruff. Uh, Giant Zanjir. Yeah. C- Corey's boy, Kona Reeves. We saw him in the house show. Yeah. He just didn't do anything after that. I just, He'll be an know. impact. Yeah. He's an impact guy. And then, like, a ref and other people that never made the... Uh, yeah, uh, my guess is after SummerSlam, either the week or two after SummerSlam, you'll see in the next round of cuts. Cause they, well, they, takeovers the night after SummerSlam, and I guess the word is uh, people at the Performance Center today, because NXT's tonight, tensions were very high, and people are... Uh, the term walking on eggshells doesn't even do it justice at yeah. this point. Crumbs. Pretty much anybody who's in NXT is assuming they're going to lose their job. So, I mean, look at uh, Dakota Kai has a women's title match at TakeOver. They had her on main event this week jobbing to Aaliyah. Yep. Zen's so, favorite wrestler, Aaliyah. That doesn't Confirm well. Zen's favorite wrestler. Producer Zen loves Aaliyah. So, let's talk about the chaos that's going on down there. Besides all the releases. Uh, Vince McMahon, they're saying, has come out and said no more thirty-five-year-old names, thirty-year-old 30 names that we know, uh, no more midgets, any anybody under six foot. This isn't surprising if yeah. I thought about it. You know what happened, Joe? Don't you? Hmm. Who's back his head of talent? Yep. Hey, Vince, don't you have big arms? And, and remember what the talent. Uh, all was when he was head of talent in mm-hmm. like 2009, 10, 11, yep. 12. Mm-hmm. It was all those faceless guys who look like Randy Orton, like fucking. Yep. Orton, Cena. Yeah, just look like. Oh no, they just look like 
replicas of Randy Orton. Yep. Yeah. Just just name a different name, but here's here's your Randy Orton clone number four hundred and thirty two. Yep. <laughs> so Got in his ear. Johnny Johnny Ace is back and he's running the show up there. So do, uh, NXT is now to be revamped again. <laughs> New logo. It's supposed to be like it was before it was on the network. So it's just supposed to be basically what they want NXT to become is what AEW does for Dark and Revelation. They want to get the new main eventers, the main stars trained and ready to come up to the main roster. They want it brighter, too. They want yeah. a new logo, bright, like bright like Raw and SmackDown. Gross. Nothing but uh, young uh, football players who couldn't cut it, basically. Gross. So um, that's what NXT is going to be. So soon. Let me ask you guys this. Oh! Gargano's gone. Yep. He doesn't have a chance in hell of being on the main roster. Nope. Champa, uh, Champa, yeah, they were, they were trending the next day. Like, God damn, we mentioned DIY and AEW as a team. Yeah, now they lose to the Bucks, it'll be cool. <laughs> They'll lose to the Bucks, of course. Yeah, but, yeah. Him and, F- him and FTR and Dark. Do you think? <laughs> it, it, let me ask you guys. Ask you this: Besides the pandemic, do you think? In your, do you guys think that NXT would have been more of a success if they toured? No, no, no. no. they were dead from the get go. This was inevitable. Okay. And I'll tell you why. My opinion. One, it hurts a little bit, but it's true. Uh, as soon as Shawn Michaels started laying out matches for people like Gargano and Champa and all that, it, he's not good at it. It's, everything has to be. I remember those matches were like 45 minutes with 85 kickouts yep. and that's looking out at the fans like you're, you can't see where you are. And, and that's it was just some, too much. And that's what some people say, too. Like, what killed the run for NXT is those, like, Cinematic matches that Gargano did and uh, Champa did. I don't well, blame those two, but I mean, it's like, but that style well, that it's, permeated. It's like how Jordan, uh, for as great as he was on the court, is it a good coach or an executive? He can't tell somebody what he knows how to do instinctively. Sean is maybe the greatest wrestler of all time, two mm-hmm. at the worst, maybe. He can't teach people that. Like he's it's, not. That's not what he's not what he does. Cash had the greatest tweet. He's like. If it was Brett and NXT instead of Sean, this wouldn't happen. No, dude. <laughs> They'd be all be workers. Not, and that's the thing is like, it's what's weird about that is like why it's Sean that does this stuff. Because everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people complain that every match of Dynamite is like at least twenty minutes. That's NXT. That's exactly dog. what NXT is too. And it has been for years. Like, there is nothing wrong with having short TV matches. Your long matches should be on pay per view. You shouldn't be having. It's I mean, the, once in a great while, you can have a long match. That's part of the double standard that is, like, yeah. ever since AEW started, it was yeah. like, oh, they can't do anything right, but the same shit's happening in WWE, and you're like, oh, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, so it's not only Sean taking over, but Triple H had a good idea to start, which was mine the indies for good talent. Yeah. Because... Well, he relied on Regal for that. Yeah. Because, let's be honest, can you name, besides Sheamus, can you name a, a worker or, or just a star from 2009 through 2013 that they brought up? Here's the shield. But it was worth a damn. But not, but see, those guys were indie workers. Yeah, outside and of including Roman, Sheamus. No. I'm talking like Sheamus and Roman. lumps of clay. Yeah. Like, everybody talks about, oh, well, back in the day, 
they need to. They, they gave us Orton, Batista, Cena, and Lesnar, and Benjamin all at once. And it's like, yeah, that was OVW. Was that was Cornette. That was not what you're thinking of. And um, of all of those, Shelton was the best. Yeah. Uh, Brock was second. Batista and Cena were bad. Bad. They and, were real. And Orton. And Batista's was like 36 or something. Yeah. And Orton was, at that point, a lump of clay. He was terrible. He was just so young, green, just, it took a while. Yeah, I think it's just Seamus and Roman. That's it. Seamus and Roman. That's not a very good track record. Mm-mm. Um, you look at, uh, so they've actually done significantly better on the women's side, funny enough. Yeah. So, like. They've hit a lot on the women's side. Which is now going to be taking a back seat and soon. Triple H, yeah. And Triple H saw that. Yeah. So he's like, okay, well. Plus Triple H. He found a style that he thought was the future, and he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Because what he picked is what AEW is killing them with now. If he would have 100% signed the Young Bucks, they would have came. 100%. The only problem is you signed everybody that was worth a shit, Mm -hmm. and the indies dried up. Yep. I mean, it's no offense. I like the guy, and he's a good story. But I saw Trouble on the Horizon when Jake Atlas was a huge signing. Because I was like, that's not a huge star. That's... They went for the pub, though. He's got a they couple went for years. The pub. Oh, I know. Yeah. He's got a couple years' experience. He's a good worker. He's going to be really good someday, maybe. That's not a big sign. Because they, the, like, they did the undercover boss with him. Like, I guess, what, last year, maybe? Uh, like, the biggest, like, in my mind, the biggest indie signing somebody had was Brian Cage. And they signed him as a mid-level talent. Like, yeah. That's and that and he I think was the biggest indie star at the time because he wasn't with anybody. The indies are dried up. Oh, there's yeah. there isn't a giant star out there. there no, there's not. There are Nick a Gage, lot of baby. There is I know. talent. There are a of. lot of good workers out yeah. there yeah, still, but they're not stars. But they're young. They're green. They're not established. There's, I watched the IWTV 100. Yeah. The other day, there's a lot of young talent um, that it'll take a couple years, but I could see. I was impressed with a lot of people. It's just that. They're not there now, and he needed them to be there now because the talent pool dried up. Because especially when AEW came and got all the half the people he would have tried to go after, yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden you're, and then you put them on national TV, give them two hours, and tell them they have to beat this other show. So you have to give good competitive matches. Oh, and we're a big yeah. brand now, so we have to keep guys so people aren't moving up or. And also the fact that when you did bring people up, they jobbed out and looked yep. like shit. Which tells everybody NXT don't matter. You have the current NXT champion, first rate jobbing to Jeff Hardy, and then beats him last night. Who could be cut soon? Have you seen those reactions? Yeah. They're they're over Jeff Hardy. You couldn't hear... You could hear a pin drop when Karrion Cross comes out. Um, Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. You, uh... Because you you took the the show for his entrance. bells and whistles. Yep. Yep. You gave them this two-hour slot in primetime television... And said to your audience that doesn't give a fuck about Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, do what they do. They're, your audience doesn't give a fuck about that. Your audience has no idea who Johnny Gargano is. They don't know who the fuck those people are. The diehards who love AEW? Those are the guys that were watching NXT on the We on were the, doing it. We were on the network. two screen yep. in it. Right? Those are the ones that were watching the network for NXT. Yeah. Yep. Uh, They're not going to your fucking live shows. All the new ones, all the guys that were watching around SmackDown, they don't know anybody on NXT and didn't give a fuck about no. it. And, and that goes all the way back to the fact that when they were going back-to-back, we're not head-to-head, a way to do it is pub. You pub, you pub, you pub. 
How much pumping did WWE do? None for NXT. Well, I mean, you saw NXT commercials during Raw. Sure, but you don't have Michael Cole. You don't have any of the announcers go. By the way, tomorrow on Wednesday night, it's this tag match. Check it out. While AEW is pubbing everything, they're so good at it. It's ridiculous. magazines, uh, commercials. They're plugging next week's dark, next week's dynamite. What's happening on so Rampage? It's because they have people in a production position who have booked wrestling television, mm-hmm. and in the like with WWE, while their production is better because it's just what those people do. In their li- in their daily life, they don't know how to promote wrestling television shows. So that they come from like networks where you don't promote another show during your show. You want people to watch your show. Also, doesn't help that um, they hire people to work on production and like creative that don't even know the name of the champion they're writing for. Yeah, it's just they just write wrestler X does this. Their system is here's your script irretrievably broken. It is, and I don't think it's possible to fix it. Period. So, if good old JR got his wish and Vince dropped dead tomorrow, the infrastructure in that company is so ingrained that Triple H or Stephanie couldn't change it if they wanted to. And they've lost so much power. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, no one's listening to them. I mean, Paul Levesque might be all elite soon. Right? Like, I just... I don't... I don't know how short of this company just not existing, uh, anything changes. It blows my mind of the fact that we we're not just less than like one year ago. Like once Triple H takes over, who knows what what can Dodi do? Now it's will he even take over? Oh no, no. Nick Khan's taking over. Yeah. They've already announced it, huh? like unofficially. Like he was brought in to He's be. The heir apparent. He was brought in to be the heir apparent to Vince, which had to be a kick in the nuts to everybody with the last name McMahon. Yeah, but uh, I mean McMahon has no love for that place. But I'm not shocked. He wants to make sure his baby goes on, even if it's sold, for tons of money, more than you could ever imagine when he's gone. Blows my but mind. It's just, it's it, it's his ego, but it just blows my mind on the fact that you've been doing this doing this for, according to them, 50 years. For over 50 years. And, you know, <laughs> the, the, in your mindset, of, in, like, in most people's mindsets, like, okay, well, I have this Fortune 500 uh, business. I'll leave it to the uh, you know Stephanie or Shane, and then they're passing on. Now it's yeah, it's just gonna go to the highest bidder. He's a con man. Yep. So he's a con that's man. You there. Yeah, right. I mean, he stole the he stole the company from his dad. Yeah. I mean, who? <laughs> he was able to pay the money for the company with the money he was making from the company. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Yep. He paid his dad with his dad's own money. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Bold move, Cotton. And, and, and it's, he's been a con man ever since. Yeah. And I love the people who don't know better, and they're like, well, he'll win eventually in the end. He's a billionaire. He's on and off on that one. He's also not a billionaire. He's, like, right now, he's technically listed at $1.2 billion for net worth. He, he's on and but, off. Like Every other year, he's on but, and then off. But Tony Khan's dad's worth like $7.8 billion. Yeah. So, no. Uh, Tony, Khan, it, Tony Khan's dad owns a football team, which Vince couldn't do. If so. it comes and down to... Two, actually, in the... Yeah. If it comes down to, like, a dick-waving contest with money... Vince loses, dog. He will not win. He could literally buy that company four times. Like, eat it. It, It's a thing with the whole... It's from, they, are they oil people? How do they get fact. Is it oil? Uh, no. You yeah. want to know the truth? That motherfucker made that... Uh, he, and he created, like, some special, like, 
bumper for a car in the 90s or God something. Damn it. And made billions off it. God damn it. Yeah. It, so, like, oddly enough, when if it does come time to sell, if Tony Khan can sweet talk his dad enough, he, might, he can buy that fucking thing. It's, that'd be a sad thing. That'd be the biggest dick wave in contest. It's not a... a it's not a Tony Khan name on that contract. There's a there's a con on the contract, yeah. but it's not Nick Khan. It's not Nick Khan. It's Tony Khan. Um, Does he come out wearing the fucking turtleneck? That'd be amazing. <laughs> he would too. He's he a would. wrestling nerd. He so would. He would. He would. Um, it just blows my mind of the fact that you, you have Sword all the you have all this way to pub yourself, all this way to do stuff, and you just can't. You don't do it, and then what you give us. To watch, it's, it's shit. just shit. You, we have. I have not watched a full raw in months. Months. When you have, I can tell you the last full raw that I watched. It was the anniversary show in January of 2018, 19? Fucking hell! I couldn't tell you the last full one I Whichever watched. Whichever one that was, where they had the two shows, the yes. one at the Manhattan Center. Terrible. Oh. That's the last full Raw that I watched. Well, I don't blame you for quitting uh, after that yeah. one. Fuck. Uh, that shit. The, I, the <sighs> idea of... <laughs> you have three hours. It was 18. 2018. Yeah, that was a yeah. while ago. You have three hours to do something, and it's just... You give us Eva Marie, and you think that that will get over. And yeah. it doesn't. Crowd doesn't care. She comes up to crickets. She comes up to crickets like Karrion Cross. But she is hot, so... Is she... I don't think she's that hot. But, but you normal have, convention tells me she's hot. But you have Mansoor and Ali teaming up now. You have Cedric Alexander That's back. That's right there. You have Cedric Alexander back in catering. Uh, Sheldon back in catering. They're a really good team, too. So you desperately need. Someone posted a photo of a Survivor Series match that I wish we had. The Hurt Business versus the Bloodline. You badass. But we but can't. Jimmy Uso gets a push. But Jim, yeah, uh, but no, we get a winking doll now. We uh, don't remind me. We get those hands. But it's just, and then it's a business. You know, you you can pub your way by doing things here and there. Do you? No. You I must know. say this. I'm hoping against hope that Adam Cole bets on the future. Yeah. And goes elsewhere. Doesn't sign bets on himself. I don't think that's going to happen. That's too much money. That's a lot of money. Cause that, I mean, that's a lot yeah. of like, money. Well, he would make a lot of... Like, they're not going to pay him that much money. Like, they're just not. I don't know. Some, I don't know if they would. Some of the higher guys are making a mill. And he would be a higher guy. Uh, but I think it's a lot like we talked about, where his return is years down the road. Like, Punks and Brines is immediate. You can justify those contracts because you're going to get that back immediately. I mean, you're not wrong. they've already gotten Punk's money back part of it. He's not even fucking there yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They haven't even, they haven't even dipped into the Danielson <laughs> like, money yet. I mean, Jesus, dude. So, I, yeah, of course. you know, I, I, I'm with you. Just for no other reason, just like, it's a waste there. Well, yeah. It's just such a waste of another young guy who's not even in his prime yet. Not only that, but selfishly, I want to see somebody who they're desperately after because they need him tell him to fuck off. I want to see someone needs to say, like, no, 
It's like the thing. I'd rather make 750. Yeah. And have and more fun with my wife. Be happy. And my fucking best friends. Be utilized. It's a yeah. thing. It's Make a, a difference. I'll bring a Rod, Ricky, Bobby Fish with me too, by the way. You can see. Sorry, Kyle. You can, have fun. Yeah, you can see. You can see. Jesus, on, dude. You can see on Twitter, and it's just like, you can see them posting things like, this is amazing, but you can really, you can really be like, this is just dysfunctional. Or I start doing cocaine on fucking television. That just might get fired. be the best word. Dysfunctional. Yeah. WWE is so dysfunctional. Yep. It's beyond. There is like the WCW infighting, like in public, like in board meetings. Like we're just missing man's like, uh, we'll just fire more people and help them out with their talent acquisition. Like, who the fuck says that? How the fuck in a you- board in a conference call about your earnings? Like, yeah, we'll just you know get rid of some assets that make us money. That's fine. We'll actively help our competition. One of the guys that I listened to on a podcast asked this question. George Bush. Nine inches. This question. If you're one of those young guys who's like, that's my dream to be to WWE, after this week, how can you look at yourself and still say, that's my dream? Uh, Somebody who uh, once had this dream, uh, so not only that company, but ESPN, it's the exact same way. Growing up, you're like, oh, that is the dream to work at. I'm like, fuck that company, dude. Same. But yeah, we've seen time after time with your Jake Atlases and your insert other names here that they'll fall for it. Even though you know better. The lights are so bright and the money potentially is so big. Because everybody thinks they're gonna be, they're gonna walk in and be Steve Austin. I'm the, I'm the exception. They're gonna walk in and get they the ring. The they're gonna get the yeah. ringmaster they gimmick. They may misuse that guy, but they won't do that with me. Right? They're gonna walk in and be like, "Hey, you're the ringmaster." I'm like, well, that's fine, but I can I can work through this for a year and a half. Yep. You're not. You're not gonna get that. You're just not. And can I throw this out here too? I'm a <laughs> Jesus. This is a call to Impact Wrestling. Uh huh. Ring of Honor Wrestling and MLW if you can afford it. You guys need to step up your game and spend some money. Yeah. Every person, I mean, it's like, it's the, oh, everyone's going to AEW. If you want to have any shot. But if you want a shot and still be competitive, this is a lot of talent. We're not saying you sign Adam Cole, like Jesus Christ, no. but like, you sign Bronson Reed? What yeah. the fuck are you doing? Yeah, how can Bronson Reed not? How is he not signed yet? Yeah. Like, I know he has a no compete. You can sign him. He just can't show up yet. <laughs> like I'm, I'm he, he tweeted out someone offered him a one of those slapping competitions, and he's like, and like "I'm intrigued." You know those European slap competitions? He's like, "I'm intrigued." Fuck, dude! <laughs> you mentioned him. You know, huh. Jonah Walter? Rock. What's Walter doing? Right. That's that side. would be murder. Uh, taking dragon, uh, dragon off again. Can you imagine? Just Joe, Walter slaps you. Bronson Reed and Walter just like. Alright, let's have a hoss fight. A funny thing is uh Malcolm Bivens doing this whole thing about like whenever I find Walter and we slap the shit out of him, he just posts a photo of him and like Walter behind him. He's like with the uh oh. Yeah, so and, like uh Bronson Reed signed like somebody pick him up immediately. Yeah. Like yep. what are we doing? Should, I mean, Mercedes yeah. Martinez. Like <sighs> not hurt. everyone can go to AEW, but hear me out. She needs to go oh, to AEW for a reason. Yes. Her and, uh, trainer, yep, trainer. They need her behind the scenes uh, so they fucking need to bad. Have her go somewhere with Nyla Rose and not see her for a year, I'm and then scared. train her how to fucking wrestle. I'm scared, guys. Oh my tomorrow god! Tomorrow night on Dynamite, Nyla Rose is taking on Chris Statlander again. R.I.P. Chris Statlander. What happened last time? 
See you in a she year. She was out for a year with that knee injury. Why do they keep putting her? Why do women? With these why women? do women agree? Like I'm not. We're not wrestling her. She can't fucking wrestle. That one they need to they need to swoop her up just for training. Her and Serena Deeb mm. teaching these women how to work. That's important. She is terrible. That's she, what I. She just hurt their biggest female star again. That's what I don't understand about these firings. I can I totally get. But how do you not keep Mercedes Martinez as a trainer down in NXT then? Or Bobby Fish if he would if he I mean he may have wanted to wrestle or he they just didn't even bother asking. Yeah. But those are the people you should be looking to keep for mm-hmm. like training purposes. Whatever. Um but yeah, no, there's a lot of talent and I can see Bobby Fish going back to Ring of Honor. Be a perfect fit. Him and Roddy. Yeah. Roddy, because he'll get released. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Um So do you think's next? I've been thinking long and hard Fuck, about man, this. Fuck, man, anybody. Yeah, that's the thing nowadays is it could literally be anybody. Like, it could be a mixture of no names we didn't know from NXT, Randy Orton. Like, fucking, all bets are off, except for Roman. <laughs> like, and apparently all, the Usos who could just all drink and... Roman and Usos. Yeah. AJ. They can release AJ. I'm He's old. I'm fine with it. Let me see if I can find him. Hang on. Oh, because, yeah, he, he... If he wanted to continue wrestling... He wouldn't need to suffer for... I mean, he could find another job quickly. Um, someone else to show, brother. Tozawa. Oh, Tozawa. I'm looking at the roster right now. Angel Garza probably could. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those names are... Oh, um, is gone. Humberto Carrillo. Yeah, Humberto Carrillo. Humberto. Viking again. Raiders. Um, uh, Cedric. Otis. Cedric. Otis is fat. Room <laughs> Gable might be leaving. I don't, his contract, his contract is, has two years. Off. Okay, Cesaro. But they can get rid of him. Says, I mean, all of these guys are fair game. Yeah. Um, Paul Levesque, Ziggler, Drake Maverick, legit again. Gulak, Rude, Rude. Although Rude strikes me as the kind of guy Vince likes. Dead wrestler. Grand Malakali, seven foot, but he's he's not small. He can work. He looks good. Might do Jeff Hardy. Yeah. For some reason, they won't do gender. Well, Indy, though. They still think he can, they still think he can matter. In that, I think in that Keith market. Lee. Oh, Keith Lee, yes. Uh, Lindsay, probably. Yo, anybody who's not from America. Um, no, who else? Let's keep going. I, no, Noam Dar's in the uh, UK. Just the UK roster? They just... <laughs> yeah. they just Shutter the entire company. Did Riddick you know Moss they, get released? No, he's still there. Okay, then Riddick Moss. Do you know why they haven't touched the NXT UK roster? No. Well, first of all, they they pay them peanuts. I mean, they're, they're almost indentured servitude. Yeah, checks out. Besides Walter, checks out. Like, I mean, goddamn. I heard the well, base. Walter's like, no, I'm gonna pay for much. I heard the base, the base contract, even for some well-known guys. Twenty-two thousand like, a year. I'll slap. I'll slap your ribs through your ass. Like Noam Dar. Pay me money, dog. Is making a chicken. Yeah. Feed. Uh, Gronkowski somehow still on the roster. No, if you're looking at the website, that's he's not. Oh, I am. No, 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 no. I know he's not. But uh, Robert Rude, we said Roddy. Um, it's easy. Anybody besides Roman, the Usos, Shelton, Sasha, Cena, Charlotte. We can find. They when can, she leaves because she demands it. Not because they you could probably do Kendrick and Omos because they think he's going to be Andre. Oh, Kendrick's, 
He's not even active anymore. He trains yeah. in NXT. Yeah. Oh, Vankit's on here. Maybe he might get released. Maybe Vankit might get fired. But yeah. Um, That'd be crazy. He's but no. He's cut Vankit. Ring of Honor, you're owned by a billion-dollar company. Spend some money. MLW, I'm not sure about their finances. It's Billy Corgan, so, right? No, it's uh, that's NWA. Oh. Court Bauer is MLW. Oh, Court Bauer. That's right. That's right. However, I have heard that there's news coming from MLW soon about another about a streaming deal. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be pretty impressive. That's the scuttlebutt. Well, I mean, if the E is moving off of Hulu, could be. That would make sense. They got rid of the zone. MLW did. That's a bold move. The zone's not big here; it's big globally. I wonder what's gonna be. Maybe Corey, did you uh, read uh, read this article about how Pitbull number one from ECW thinks that Vince secret uh, secretly owns AEW? That motherfucker! The conspiracy theories that come out of his drug-addled brain. I'm not surprised. And yeah, if I remember correctly, he thought COVID was from aliens. <laughs> Bank addicted drug robber. Yep. Checks out. I mean. But Ring of Honor could spend some money and impact uh, us sign people, but they signed the second tier. Uh, Jacob Fatu is going to GCW in September. Jesus fucking Christ. That could be... How violent. How much money does that fucking dude have who runs that promotion? There's no fucking way they make money. GCW? How in the fuck are they still in business? Because they serve... They found a niche. They do it better than anyone else. Like, I don't even understand. Well, to be perfectly honest, it's all about Nick Gage. If Nick Gage quit working for GCW, they would they would be in deep trouble. When he when he broke off to start that instead of staying with CZW, made, I mean, look at CZW. Barely anyone talks about it anymore. Might as well just not even exist. Mm-hmm. It's all about Nick Gage. If there's, if there's one company that is absolutely tied to one person... It's this. Hey, I, we just watched that last week, uh, GCW, that took place in L.A. It started at 8 o'clock our time. The arena looked pretty cool. I texted you guys, it's 2021, and Sean Waltman, X-Pac, is on commentary for them. Because um, the main guy that does commentary couldn't come out. And uh, so they had Janela. No. She uh, she stabbed Matthew Justice. Boy, is she trying. I give her credit. She's trying to reinvent herself. And that damn bell during though, which is the unfortunate part. Yeah, of it. You're she, not they did. Um, so they did. Uh, I'm not saying she's you know Izzy McQueen, but uh, they did Alley Catch and uh, Effie versus uh, Justice and Warner in a you know death match for the titles. She pulls out a knife, and I legit got to yell. She got a knife. They duct tape, they uh, tape Justice to the ropes, and she has the knife, and she's toying with him. And, like, she legit slices him twice, like, with the tip, you know? Like, not a deep cut, but it's one of those, like, fuck, what the hell, you know? And then, like, they, they play the knife out of, like, they go to try and stab him. They stab the door instead. And, they, and Zen's just like, can we get the knife out of the out of the uh, ring, please? Oh, Zen loves that shit. Did you see Matt Cardona? He's working a gimmick. All so his, awesome. All his shirts he's been giving are pretty funny. But he um, he sold every stitch of clothing he wore during that match uh, to different people. Every piece to a different person. 
from the shirt, the pants, the socks, the underwear, the shoes, the yeah. tape, hmm. everything. He says he made more money off that than he did for the work in the match. And then he's like, and I made a lot of money working the match. So he's like doubled it. I mean, he's just... Oh, he already blew it all on uh, uh, all action figures. He, uh, he, uh, he said he wore white because he knew he was going to bleed. And He's smart. Yeah. But, I mean, if I had Chelsea Green at home, I'd... Good for her, by the way, to keep her legal name. <laughs> yeah, right. Another thing, yeah. What did that old broadcaster say about the woman uh, in Texas? I think her name was Vicky. She was a valet for a short time, but she had a really nice ass, apparently. And the announcer was like, one day he's like, if I had a swing set like that in my backyard, I'd never leave the house. There's that. <laughs> but he was a priest, by the way, too. I of course they were. Of course. Tex- it's Texas. Of course. So how the kids scream at church. <laughs> yeah. Stu Hart, legend. So. <laughs> uh, let's wrap this show up. We got Dynamite coming up this upcoming week. Uh, it's the, a huge like a, week. Like I said, Rampage Friday night. And then next week's the bigger week. <sighs> next week, kidding. folks. Cannot wait. We're going to mark out No Cell, a SummerSlam, and an NXT yeah. takeover. And then, and we then get ready for old Rampage. Dynamite and Rampage. It's so busy. Yeah. Uh, and there's, of course, there's two fucking Ring of Honor shows. There's two Ring of Honor shows that weekend, too. <laughs> Friday and Saturday. Of course. With big matches. Like Matt Taven and Vincent in the Steel Cage match to finally end that feud. Bandito's first world title defense against Piece of Shit Flipboard. Which, which I like the fact that nobody in that company even tries to... They're just like, what a piece of crap. Yeah. yeah but he's under contract and he's owed these shots. So. Uh, Dynamite this week. Uh, labor. Uh, Jericho's Labor 4. It's Warload. Last week it was Hoovy and yes. it was what you thought it would be. And, uh, Boy, they need to... They needed to uh, reshuffle Ref- all those. Yeah. That, that peaked off a little early. You should have ended on Gage. I think so. So we have all that to look forward to. And you can also look forward to going to NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSellEntertainment.com to find all of our blogs and podcasts. You can also follow every single one of us. That's right, the three of us that you've listened to, the producer, the guys from the fake movie experts. We're all on social the media. How is that? You mean Keith? The fuck is fake movie experts? Don't worry, you, uh, you you won't be knocking anymore since someone here is joining us for a while. Good God. <laughs> M-T-B. Fucking outlaw mud show. You're damn right, brother. You're damn right. So we got all that to look forward to. What are you, the Jeff Jarrett of movie podcast? <laughs> one fails, you start another one. This what? one fails. You'll come up with Global Force, Movie Gold. <laughs> you damn Corey. right. Like, fucking hell. He doesn't know this, but we're going to start Big Trouble Little Podcast. Huh. God damn it. And like always, <laughs> you can also go to to find all of that, even that mud show, com. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts.